Life is good. Life is bad. Life is incredible. Life is terrible. Life is extremely long, yet awfully short. Life is easy. Life is hard. Life is extremely complicated and complex, yet so simple. Life is a journey. Life is full of love and filled with joy, but it's also full of hurt and pain. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, life, it's yours. Life is a masterpiece waiting to be created and filled with all the aforementioned ingredients. See, each day you wake up, you're given a brand new blank canvas to create the greatest masterpiece possible. And you have to do that with whatever ingredients you're given. Yours won't look like anyone else's, nor should it, but ultimately it's yours. No one would even bother creating or enjoying art if every creation was simply the same. So now the brush is in your hands and this day is filled with endless opportunities. What incredible masterpiece will you create with today's ingredients? It's time to live and love life. Why you ask? Because you can. You don't need any other reason, simply because you can. Whoa, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, I'm not. I'm done. But welcome back, man. I'm so excited to have you guys here for episode number four of the Vitalized Podcast. You're here with your friendly neighborhood host, Mr. Marcus Black. I just love saying that. <laughs> if you hadn't gathered that from the last few episodes, I enjoy saying that because like literally this is not an exaggeration. Like when I was in middle school and high school, I literally was like voted like friendliest individual like every year. But enough of the superlatives. I'm a friendly guy. I've often been described even as a teddy bear. I don't know how I feel about that one, but I guess I'll take it. So, <laughs> man, I'm glad you guys are here. Glad you guys are really enjoying the words and the messages that are speaking to you, speaking to your hearts, speaking to your mind, speaking to just speaking life into you in your journey. So my biggest goal is simply this. Many of you can probably say it at this point, but I want to help you truly live and not just be alive. And that comes from, man, I've seen a lot of people going through the motions. Like we just get so bogged down with the day to day to day grind of life with everything that we have to face with the not so fun parts of life with just trying to make it. Sometimes the struggle is too real that we just get so tired in that light in our eyes, that light that we had at birth, that light when we were small children and we thought we could do and accomplish anything in this world, but it just starts to fade away. And then I just know that like, man, I want to be the person to help revive that light or bring that light back or vitalize your life, which means to give life to. That's what I'm here for. That's what this podcast is all about. If you're brand new here, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Vital Tribe. Man, we are a group of people that love life and we are focused on growing and just being a man. We focused on being real, being authentic. And just focused on trying to take steps every single day to be a little bit better and to create the life that we can look back on at the end of our days and say, man, we loved life and we lived it to the fullest. So that's what we're all about here. And today's topic is a big one. It's a doozy. <laughs> I like that word a little bit. Today's topic is a bit of a doozy, but it's something that I feel like pertains to every 
area of our lives. And today's message is all about trusting the process. So if you weren't here with us last week in week three, we kind of talked a little bit about the incredible process of choice. So we talked about the that last week and we talked about just how choices and you make about thirty five thousand of those in a day. But man, choices and the choices you make have the potential to change your life. But this week I wanted to talk to you about the process and it's something that we're all in. We're all in the process of something at all times, literally from the time you're born. You're in the process of adapting to a whole new world. And then as you become a small child, you're in the process of adapting to rules and parents and learning how to share and learning how to interact in classroom environments and civilized environments. And then as you continue to grow as a teenager, we're not going to talk about teenagers because I know many parents listening to this right now probably have some words for their teenagers, but they're learning, man. They're learning how to be humans. They're learning how to function on their own. They're learning how to apply the things that you've taught them. As adults, we're learning how to go to school. We're learning how to get jobs. We're learning how to be responsible. We're learning how to pay bills and keep budgets and just how to thrive in this life. And so some of us even survive in this life. And we're just learning, learning, learning. So we're all in the process of doing something. Some of us right now that are listening to this are in the process of building their dreams. And that's a huge process. And it comes with so many different things and so many different adversities and obstacles and highs and lows any entrepreneurs out there shout out right now hey hey entrepreneurs i know you know like man it's up down all around all, <laughs> like deep um just like roller coasters that the ride that you're on but i commend you because you're in the process of building something great you're in the process of bringing your heart's passion and dreams to life maybe you're in the process of starting a family maybe you're in the process of getting married maybe you're in the process of finding a career or career change whatever it is you have to learn to find purpose in the process because a lot of times We don't like the process. The process can be pretty uncomfortable. The process can be pretty difficult to face. But man, what I want to do today is give you some tools and some things that you can put in your pocket that you can take with you that can help you endure and not only endure, but begin to thrive in the process that you're in. So I have a couple of definitions for you before we get started for what trusting the process is. And the first one is a little bit more of an informal definition, but it is uh, defined as trust in the process means sticking to a long term plan, even in the face of bad short term outcomes. And then a more formal definition is it is a well grounded methodology to accomplish a long term goal. So I'll just begin by sharing with you guys a little bit of my story. You guys have been following me a little bit now and you're starting to listen to these episodes every week, which I am incredibly thankful for. My heart is overjoyed every time a singular human being listens to even a single minute of one of these episodes. My heart becomes overjoyed and I get emotional just thinking about how many years and how many moments and experiences and things I had to go through to get to this point, even in my confidence to get my confidence and my belief in my ability to sit here in a dark room and speak and knowing that I'm speaking to individual specific people out there who have needs and knowing that I have an opportunity to play a role 
in blessing your life, in adding value to your life, in lifting you up, giving you the strength you need to keep going and fighting in this life. And it makes me feel so great because I know that my process wasn't one that was a glamorous process. Like I, man, I had so many different things. College was hard for me unnecessarily. I just didn't have the structure needed to really thrive. I never did homework my whole life. I was, I was good at just being good enough. Like I never had anybody really fully push me to my limits. So all throughout school, I made A's on all my tests and I never did homework. So I was a C student and I was, my mom used to always fuss, always fuss, you're underachieving. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. But it was easy and I took the easy way out. But when you take the easy way out, then you get the easy way circumstantial results also. And I'll just tell you from experience, the easy way results are not where you want to land in this life. See, I struggled so much as a young person unnecessarily. And I've been on this journey to trying to find passion and try to find purpose and going from school to school and changing my major all these times and wasting money and accumulating loan debt out of the wazoo. And it's just like, man, what am I doing? And trying to find my footing in this life. And I know many of you guys can identify with those type of sentiments. Like maybe some of you have your own stories of struggles and lack of structure and failures and mistakes. And maybe you have some decisions that you made or some choices you made that you may even regret that you look back on and you wish you could change. And I've been there before. And I, there were times when I wish, like sometimes I'll be real honest. Like some, there were days when I wish like, man, I wish I didn't even go to college. But I don't wish that because every single moment of my journey, of my process was necessary for me to be sitting here in this seat speaking to you now. But it's easy when you look at the negative circumstances to look back and wish you could change things. But I went on and I finally graduated school. And when I graduated school, man, I was afforded an incredible opportunity to travel and do some missions and travel around the world and see the world and meet incredibly amazing people. But when I came back, this is when life really got difficult. I knew for as far as I could remember that my passion was helping people. It's like it's, it kind of found me when I was younger. There was like a sign on my forehead or something that said, talk to me, tell me all your problems. And and I and it used to happen. And people used to talk to me all the time. And sometimes it would be difficult. And I'm an empath also. So my heart would get heavy because I take on what you're experiencing and I feel it like you're feeling it which is a blessing and a curse because it makes me able to connect with people really well. But sometimes it makes the burden seem a little too hard to bear, but I've gotten a lot better at managing that now. But that just kind of led me on this journey of like, man, how can I help people? How can I bless people? How can I inspire people? How can I build up people and help them see the greatness in their life and how special they are, how unique they are and how they can accomplish something like that they can't even imagine something so great on this world. It's not just for a few people. Everybody has the ability to go and do something great because you are special. You are unique and you got it. You got the juices, I like to say, or the young people like to say. You got it. So that's what I wanted to do. And you fast forward and I just kept finding myself in these situations that I wasn't doing that. I kept finding myself after college in these jobs where I'm sitting in a room that's fully quiet, zero talking. All you can hear is the air conditioner blowing. You can't even hear a pin drop. And I'm, fo I'm staring at a uh, focused on a computer screen, looking at it. And I'm just like, man, I'm miserable. No human interaction, which is not even possible for me. Like, I don't know how I was able to survive in those, but man, 
I'm abbreviating this to get to where we need to go. But in that part of the process, in those jobs, I had to work a few temporary jobs in which budget cuts, departments shut down, people getting cut, temporary employees cut. That happened to me like three times as a newlywed. Like we first got married when I had my first temporary job and it was a well-paying job and literally like a month after the honeymoon cut, no job. Cause I was a good employee for the agency. I was able to find another job within like a week and then new job, new place through a temporary agency. And it was great, great people, great environment, loved the job. Couldn't wait to work there and end of the fiscal year budget cut. Who gets cut? Of course, the temporaries. And I remember this situation and I was working at a place downtown and it was like one of my lowest moments. My wife and I were sharing a car that a wonderful church member of ours just was loaning us and it had been so incredibly pillaged by the Oklahoma wind and rain and hail that the the sunroof was gone. And so there would be days where we would share the car and I would drive and literally driving to work like I would get rained on. I would have rain pouring down on my suit, come into work wet. But this particular day when budget cuts and I got to let go of this last job, I was trying to find a way home. I was trying to talk to my wife. She was at work and she was in a big meeting that they couldn't get out of. It's like the one time a year that they can't leave. So she was crying because she couldn't get me or pick me up. And I was just thinking like, man, it's okay. And I packed up my things. I didn't even have nowhere to put them. I put them in a Walmart bag and I'm walking down the highway in a suit in a hundred degree weather. And that was probably one of my lowest moments. And I look back at it and I just remember thinking, even in that moment, like, "Mm, man, I don't know what it is, but this isn't it. And I'm sharing this to give you perspective that just like I had a lowest moment, we all have lowest moments in this life. We all have those valley lows. We all have those moments we wish we could take back or think situations that we wish were different. But it's okay. It's okay and it's going to be okay. And I didn't know how it was going to be okay, but in my heart, I literally felt it was going to be okay. And that was the beginning of something so great and something so special in my life. Because, see, I really, really, oh, and I didn't even share this before that. While I was working at those temporaries, there were like, I am not exaggerating, I promise you. (laughs) There were four jobs. Three of them at the same place. Ah, I really, 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 really wanted these jobs. Like, really wanted. And when I tell you I had an incredibly impressive resume, I presented myself well, suited to the T, come in, I'm communicating articulately, everything's perfect. The, The interviewers love me, and literally I get down to, oh, man, it's just you and two other candidates. Oh, it's just you and one other candidate. Oh, you're down to the final three candidates will let you know and every single time it's like well we decided to go with the other person for xyz and that was kind of demoralizing because i'm like okay i would rather just you get send me the email with no meetings and no interviews than to go through three to four interviews for each job get to the very end only to be told that yeah we chose that guy over you we like him a little better there's something in Whatever the reason is, it just doesn't, it's not good for the heart to have that much rejection. So all of this is encompassed with me walking down the highway in a suit. And I'm just like, man, which, 
way is up. And I just want to help people, man. I just want to take care of people. I just want to bless people. So I'm trying to figure it all out. And we all are in that space where we're trying to figure it out, right? So what happens? I don't have any choice but to keep going. So I keep going. I get home and we're trying to figure out we struggling financially to stay afloat, thinking we're going to sink and go under. But man, God was gracious and good and helped us stay afloat just long enough. And and this is when things shifted. I just kept going. I just kept walking. I just stayed on the journey and I just moving, 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 moving. And then I got this job and it was another temporary job. But I made such an impression on the first day, the boss of the operation he pulled me aside and he asked me to talk and we sat down afterwards. We talked, he said, you know what? I see a lot of potential in you. I see leadership in you. You know what? I think I want to hire you full time. By the end of the week, he bought out my contract and he made me a full time employee, which was a huge investment. After that, he went in and he uh, said, you know what? You're doing so great at this. I think I want to put you in a leadership role, promoted me. So in like two weeks time, I'm like no longer a temporary. I got job security benefits. And now I am in a leadership position. But get this. That's not the end. Uh, I wish I could tell you that, man, that place, me and that place worked out incredibly. And it was perfect. And it was a match made in heaven. And we went on to build it to this very day. But it was that wasn't it. What that was was an incredible stop along the way where I met some people, where I learned some skills, where there were some good days and there were some bad days. But in that process, I started attending this new church and this church that I was going to, uh, it's my home to this day, but it was an amazing place. And I just remember the first day my wife and I walked in and thinking like, oh my goodness, like these people love on a different level. How remarkable would it be to ever work at a place like this? Now that's helping people. And that was my first thought, but I never said it. I never vocalized it. And I think you guys get where this is going. Spoiler alert. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I promise you from the moment that I thought that it was in six months that I was sitting in some offices interviewing and wondering how did I get here? And just the being able to step into that role. And then I was able to leave that other place who took a chance on me and I did it the right way. I did it all the right way. I communicated. I set up a leader to replace me left on great terms and stepped into this new place of purpose, working for God and for a church. And when I tell you where I am today, like I'm no longer in this position, but when I was there, I learned so much. There were so many incredible people with incredible hearts. And I'm not going to lie. There were some really difficult days because of my own deficiencies, because of my insecurities. I had incredible fear of standing on stage. I'm like, no, I, I don't have what it takes. I can't do that. I can't get up there and talk in front of these people. Some of these people have been believers longer than I've been alive. How am I, what am I supposed to say to them? So all of my insecurities, all of my doubts, all of my worries and fears were coming to a head. And I'm sitting here thinking like, how can I do this? But I was taught. I was given tools. I was given everything that I needed. And I often say like, to this day, I wouldn't be able to stand on the stages as a speaker now. I wouldn't be able to speak to you guys this passionately. And like so many things I learned, so many things I was developed in, so many things that were given and afforded to me that allowed me to get to the point where I am today. And I'm incredibly thankful for my almost five years of service there. 
But towards the end of my five years, I, I started just to feel this something tugging at my heart to say like, man, while this is an incredibly amazing thing, it was almost like I was on a parallel road. So it's like, this is almost it, but not quite. Almost, but not quite. Almost, but not quite. And I didn't understand what it meant. And so I was fasting and I was praying and I was trying to figure it out. And I'm like, what do you mean? But this is good, but it's secure. But my family loves it. They love us. And I'm trying to wrestle with that. And man, they were incredible in the process. And we communicated and we worked out a plan. But man, eventually, God laid it on my heart to say, like, I need, I'm calling you to communicate to the masses. Like, I need you to go and touch people. I need you to go and inspire people. And like the vision for the Vitalized Project came and became so clear. And me speaking and being able to speak in the different places I've spoken and traveling and doing all of these things that he has for me now that I'm stepping into. And this is just the beginning. Like, I've been able to make some connections and meet some people that are doing incredible things and form some partnerships. And now I'm working on the book and the book is getting ready and all that spoiler alert. There you go, guys. The book is being worked on and it's in the process. This podcast is up and we're, we're coming out every week with heat to give you the fire you need to make it through your week. But none of that would be possible. When I tell you, I never envisioned myself working for a church, let alone like, graduating from that and learning and being sent out into the world to do the things that I'm doing. Why do I share all of that context and all of that story and my lowest moments to some wins, to some successes, to some graduations, to some, the big things that I'm stepping out to some stuff now so big that it, it even honestly makes me a little bit afraid, but I told y'all before y'all gonna hear me say it all the time. We're going to do it afraid, do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And that's what, we all have to do that. If the bigger, if your dreams don't scare you, if they don't scare you to your core, then maybe they're not big enough. And I challenge you to think bigger for your life. You can do it. I know you can. I say it all the time. You can think bigger because you can go big because you can dream big, write it down, put it on paper, formulate a plan because you can. So what I want to do in these last few minutes that I talk to you is talk to you about how to find purpose in the process. So I want to give you three ways, man. The process can make or break people. Like some people would have been walking down that highway in that suit and checked out and gave up and said, forget it. Some people would have turned to illegal activity. Some people would have turned, some people would have felt like they weren't enough. Some people would have had rejection issues. I mean, like so many things when I think about my own process, when I think about all the times I could have been broken, all the times I should have been broken, all the times I had to look at my wife and her crying eyes and tell her, I don't know how we gonna make it. Like when I think about where I am now, oh my goodness, my mind and my heart is overjoyed and over the moon because we came a long way, but it didn't have to go that way. What we had to do was figure out how in the process to find purpose in every single one of those moments. And so what I wanna do right now is give you these three ways. The first way for you to find purpose in the process, the first way for you to be successful in your process and make it out is be flexible. You have to be flexible. Matter of fact, I've always heard the quote, blessed are the flexible for they shall not be broken. See, one of the most and first and most important things that you can do and steps you can take is learning and accepting that some things are just beyond your control 
And if you accept that, that's the first way and major step in reducing stress and worry in your life and improving your overall mood. Some of us are so down and we're so frustrated because we've made these incredible plans. I know you made these plans. You worked hard on those plans. I know you did. I know that you crunched the numbers. I know that you had it all mapped out perfectly. And those few cogs in the plan or those wrenches or those holes or these unexpected variables and circumstances presented themselves to you. And now you want to give up. And now you want to throw in the towel. I can't tell you how many people have shared a dream with me and a passion and said, I want to go get it. What I'm doing right now, I had vision for over 10 years ago. You can ask my wife. She started, we started dating. She was 18 and I was 20. I'm now 32. I've been talking about this now for a long time. And I had a lot of plans. I had big plans than what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do, but some things happened along the way to wreck those plans. And I got caught up in the day-to-day -day grind and I began to lose sight in what I could do. I began to lose vision for myself. I began to stop believing that I could even do it. And that's where my process, like there were some early parts of that process that were ugly. And there were some things that presented themselves that I'm like, man, are you kidding me? But you cannot control everything that happens to you in your life the only thing you can control is what you can, can can control so you gotta know that and you gotta trust that you know what you could spend so much time focusing on what you can't control or all the ways that everything messed up that you never f refocus your sight on your goal and how to get there to begin with so maybe you you're listening right now you're in the process I want to encourage you, be flexible. Maybe you plan your whole week out and one day goes awry and everything gets crazy. And you, you're like, man, the whole week is off now. It's okay. So what? This pushes your launch date back a couple of days or a week or, man, that's not the end of the world. The, the important thing is to get out there and launch, to get your idea and your heart and your dream and your passion to the world, to get your proposal out to your bosses, to... Keep building and focusing on your relationship. Don't let little things come and take root and destroy everything you work so hard to build. The more flexible you are, the more your mood will be improved, the more positive you'll be, and the more you will be able. It's like me walking down that highway with a suit on, with no car, with no money, not knowing how we're going to pay the bills and still saying, I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to. And that might sound crazy, but I had to tell myself and be positive because if I didn't, I might have broken. I might have folded under the pressure, but I didn't because you have to be flexible. The second step, number two, you have to be resilient. You have to be resilient. Rocky Balboa said it ain't about how many times you get knocked down in this life. But it's about how many times you get knocked down and you get back up. That's the true measure of your strength in this world. And that resonated with my heart so deeply because all of us know what it feels like to get knocked down. Some physically, some emotionally, some spiritually, some mentally. In all of the different facets of our health, we know what it feels like to get knocked down. And sometimes getting knocked down, you know, you're all right. You're like, you know what? I got knocked down. It's okay. Dust my shirt off. Dust my shoulders off. Get up and keep going, right? That's what we do. But then you get knocked down again. And it's like, okay, hold on now. But it's all good. I got somewhere I'm trying to be. I got goals to reach, right? So what do we do? We get up again. I get knocked down, but I get up again. But around that third or fourth time you get knocked down, 
you're not so quick to hop back up those times. Then it be, you start to move a little bit slower. Your mind starts to even question the point and purpose of you getting up. Like, why am I even doing this? Why am I even continuing if I'm just going to get knocked down again? I've been spending so much time building this. I think of it like the people who build, you know, those intricate and elaborate, like, dominoes pictures out of dominoes. And, you know, they spend some of those people spend weeks and even months building these incredible portraits out of dominoes that they're going to just knock down in a, at the end. But imagine them taking two months of their life and one month in halfway through that portrait, somebody or them accidentally bumping one of those dominoes. Oh, I know you feel it. I feel it. My stomach just turns thinking about it. How frustrating that must feel in the moment. How they feel like, man, I don't even want to do this anymore. I feel that way when I'm sending a text message and I have an iPhone. And if I start sending you a text message and it's long and I'm putting some thought and words and heart into this message. And then I get distracted like I often do talking to somebody because I'm loving living in the moment. And my phone screen accidentally goes black and I look back at it and I try to open it and my whole text message is gone. I'm like, man, I don't even want to send a message anymore. Because how am I going to replicate that thought? How am I going to replicate that heart behind what I was saying? And I know you guys all know what that feels like. So imagine that person who put months, years into what they're building, only for it to be knocked down. How frustrating and debilitating is that? But I'm here to tell you, man, if you just can believe that that is a part of the process, that might be a low moment. That might be one that's not fun. And you might gotta, you might have to catch your breath for a little while. You might have to go away from it and refocus. But whatever you do, be resilient. Get up again. I don't care how many times. Get knocked down nine. Get up ten. Every single time you get knocked down, you have to get back up. Think about this. You've been through some stuff in your life. When I say some stuff, you've been through a lot. You've been through some major hurts. You've been through some major pains. People turn their back on you. People that you thought were down for you. People that you thought supported you. People that you thought loved you. Turn their back on you. Maybe they said evil, hurtful, hateful things about you. And it hurts. And it's hard for you to keep moving on. And maybe somebody abused you. You were caught in a cycle of abuse physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And you've been abused for far too long and you've been hurt and you've been let go of, you've been mistreated unfairly. But look at where you are today. If you think of every single time you were in one of those situations, I'm here to tell you, you've gotten back up because you're still here to listen and hear these words this day. You're still here. So if you're still here, that means you've already expressed resilience. Now what you got to do is never stop believing in yourself and the ability that you have to do something great in this world. You may not hear that enough. And I had a time in my life where I was like, man, can I really do this? Am I crazy? I can't do nothing great. Why am I even trying? I need to just go and do the regular routine, mundane thing and not think that I could accomplish something great in this world. You can accomplish something great in this world if you don't believe it i'm gonna believe it for you and i'm gonna keep telling you until eventually these words resonate in your heart and you believe it you gotta dream big dreams you gotta keep getting back up you've been doing it everything you've ever been through you're still here you're still standing you're still walking strong now you just gotta stop moping and stop hanging your head down low and pick it up 
You deserve to hold your head up high because if you lived in this life, you're a person of value. You're a person that has so much inside of them, so much to bring to the table, so much value, so much joy that is just waiting for you to experience in this life if you don't give up. Man, you got to keep going. Keep pressing, family. Your resilience is one of the most important parts of trusting the process. And number three in the final final step this week that we'll share is you have to stay the course. You have to stay the course. And when I think of the course, I literally think of, I imagine myself, you know, being on a ship, right? Or some form of some journey or, you know, just in a car, I'm on a road trip. I just imagine just being outside and in some form of vehicle transportation and you look out in front of you and it's easy to stay on the path when what all you see is sunshine and blue skies. Same is the case for our life. When everything's lining up for you, it's easy. When everything's being presented to you in a positive manner and laid out on a platter and people are and your vision is aligning with other people's vision and the steps, everything's happening for you and you experiencing that momentum and you getting gaining some favor and you're gaining some man, you're just gaining so much and you're growing so much and you're moving forward. It's easy to stay the course then. But what happens when those dark clouds roll out? And all you can see in front of you is darkness. You can't even see the path. You know there's a path, but you can't see it. Then what? Oh, man, this was so powerful. The other day I was listening to Stephen Furtick with my wife, and he was speaking about Psalms 23, which is a powerful psalm in the Bible written by David. But what he was saying, there's a particular line in there when he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me and it goes on later to say and you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies that i get to sit down and feast but stephen furtick said oh you gotta understand you will never make it to your seat at the table if you don't or aren't willing to go through the valley so you gotta go through the valley to get to your seat it's your seat But you got to go through the valley to get there. And I'm telling you guys right now in your life, maybe you're in the valley. Maybe you're so afraid you don't know what to do. Maybe it's causing you so much anxiety and stress that you want to throw in the towel and give up. You don't even know if your dream or your passion is worth it anymore because of the fear of the valley. And I'm telling you, don't fear evil in the valley. Keep moving because on the other side of that valley is your seat at the table. And everybody wants to sit at the table. We don't all want to sit at the same table, but there is a table prepared for you. And all the people who saying you can't make it, all the people who saying you don't have it, all the people who saying you're not good enough, you don't deserve it, you're going to sit right in the middle of them and feast. (laughs) And I want to encourage you, don't give up. You got to keep going. You got to stay the course. Don't get off the course because you see some dark clouds. Don't get off the course because the rain picks up a little bit. Maybe you hear some thunder, some rumbling. Your life begins to get shaken up a little bit. And this thing that you had worked on for so long, so hard that you poured your life and your mind and your heart and your passion into all of a sudden seems like a pipe dream and like it's not a reality anymore. (laughs) All I can do is think what would have happened 
if I had given up? Where would my family be if I had given up? Where would my relationship with my boys be? Would I even have my boys if I had given up? Where would I even be, man, all the people, the messages that I received from people saying it was your words that gave me a little bit of light in the darkness to hang on to that helped pull me through my storm. I would never been able to do that and fulfill my purpose and my mission if I had given up. I'm telling you right now, don't give up. You got to stay resilient. This process is hard. This process is long. This process is difficult. This process is, but it's everything. But if you hold on, if you be flexible in the process, if you be resilient and never give up your fight and stay on the path, don't stop. Keep moving forward. You will achieve your dreams, your goals. You will make it. I'm telling you, I believe in you. It's time to live and love life. Why? Because you can. I'm telling you, I believe it. It's time to live and love life. Vitalize.